It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Around the NFL coming up at 5.30. A look back at Wild Card Weekend. All the top news, all the top stories, and some correct picks and some incorrect picks, Anthony. Uh, that is coming up at 5.30 right now, though. It is time for Not My Beat. Today's top story from the perspective of someone who's there. You are looking live. This just in. Not my beat. Michael Phillips was at the press conference today, which is, of course, the top story for Adam Peters. Uh, Michael, uh, thank you for your time on, on a Tuesday. Do you think we'll ever do this radio hit on a Monday again? It, <laughs> our odds are decreasing by the week, aren't they? We, uh, we're filling the Mondays with uh, snow and holidays and things going on. And uh, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a coaching introduction next week. So who's to say? Yeah, I mean, well, next week would be quick, right? Don't they have to wait till the 22nd to do the interviews? Um, not if the team loses, though, right? That's only if it's a winning team. So if a team loses this weekend, wouldn't they be able to – to, to get after I, it. See, I was under the impression, this is why, I asked uh, one of the commander's PR reps about the rules, and they were like, I don't know. Like, that's why they get paid <laughs> the big bucks, talking about whoever they, and I joked with them, because this was this was at the in the locker room following the season finale, because I was like, I was confused about some of these rules, and he's like, honestly, I don't, I don't know. That's why these guys get paid the big bucks. And I was like, well, they got to figure out who's going to get paid the big bucks first. And he's like, True. Good point. Turns out that's Adam Peters. But I was under the impression that no in-person interviews, basically, period, could happen. Everything was virtual until the 22nd. Okay, so we'd be two weeks away. Um, What really skews this cycle as well is you've got Belichick and Vrabel who can do whatever they want, whenever they want, because they've been fired. Uh, Harbaugh, too, to that extent. So you have the usual collection of assistants, but then you have three names looming over everything on top of that that have to sort themselves out too uh quite the uh quite the circuit this year yeah no there's a ton of great candidates like if i had an opening i feel pretty confident i can land someone like i was talking talking to my mom earlier today who uh is down in the carolinas and she she does not want belichick so there's there's your hot takes mom making the show with with her hot takes she's like i if they hire belichick i'm not i don't think i'd root for them anymore i was like wow mom that's that's bold. He's the greatest coach of all time. Anyway, it's uh, enough of mom's hot takes. Um, but like, even Carolina is going to get someone good because um, there's there's a bunch of great candidates. But uh, we'll we'll circle back to the head coach thing in a second. What's your biggest takeaway from from Peters in the intro presser today? Yeah, a lot a lot of humility. Uh, obviously, uh, just excited to have somebody who's excited to be here. Right? Like, uh, I know everybody says they're excited to be here, but most people are just here for the money. Uh, that's kind of the way it's been for the last fifteen years. Uh, refreshing to have an actual top candidate say, I, I went and visited with a lot of people, and this is the place I want to be. Uh, that, that feels new and refreshing and excellent, and uh, I think is something for this team to really uh, you know, latch on to and for this fan base to be proud of that this is, once again, a desirable job. Uh, beyond that, not a lot of specifics. Um, I, I appreciated, though, that he didn't offer them because uh, every time he was asked, he said, I'll have to do that in conjunction with the head coach. And uh, I think you know, Craig, he doesn't actually have to. He can flex. He's, he's going to have more power in the building. Uh, but the fact that he wants to work collaboratively with the coach, uh, I think is good news for everybody. 
Yeah, no doubt. And I, it was so interesting. Um, you know, you, you write stuff sometimes or you, know, you do an interview sometimes and you watch how it and then goes through the life cycle of social media. And I actually don't mean this in a bad way in this particular case. Um, although sometimes things go into life cycle of social media. You're like, cool, that was a rough life. Um, but I, we did the interview on, on the show Friday with Scott Pioli. And Scott talked about, and for those that don't know, uh, Michael, I, I assume you know this, like Pioli gave uh, Peters his first job in New England way back in 2002, I think it was. Um, but Pioli talked about how, you know, yes, like this GM hire is really important, but like ultimately a team will, no matter who is the boss, take on the personality of a head coach. And Adam understands that and that, you know, getting this head coach right and, and ultimately serving what the head coach's vision is going to be. So to like watch everyone latch onto that quote from Friday from Pioli and then hear Peters today was like, oh, yeah, no, that's really who he is. And, and I think we understand that on a fundamental level, even if it is now super general and completely devoid of, of those specifics you're talking about. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I think he alone adds to the cachet for a coach to come here, right? As a coach, you want to be in a place with a general manager who sees the world that way. You want to be with a guy who you trust to get you good players. By all accounts, this is that guy. Now, I don't think they needed a lot of help to make this an attractive opening. I I do think it's just an attractive opening on its own merits. But you add in on top of it uh, a guy in Adam Peters who I think most coaches would tell you that's the kind of guy I want to work with uh, only makes this more attractive. No doubt. Uh, Michael Phillips, of course, Washington Times, uh, 910 The Fan in Richmond as well, which you can listen to his show, MP on the Mic, every day on the free Odyssey app. Um, do, do we feel like we know anything about the kind of head coach he is looking for based off his answers today? No, I mean, uh, the tea leaves you want to read here, right, or that Bob Myers got this guy and Spielman's got ties with Ben Johnson, right? If, if you want to read clues and tea leaves i think that's the direction you'd probably take it uh, i didn't hear anything that, that confirms that suspicion either way today he, he played everything very close to the vest and uh, i mean look he's from that general manager world you've talked with agents and general managers before you know they they general managers don't like to share about their team and about what they're going to do and even on the draft picks you know very cautious uh the, the best we got was i think there are some cornerstone guys here end of sentence uh, so that tells you he's he's going to play his cards close to the vest, and and I don't think I don't think he's going to be a guy we hear from regularly. I don't think there's going to be like an Adam Peters show every Wednesday night down at a steakhouse. Uh, I think he's a guy we'll hear from at the combine uh, before the draft, and maybe again at training camp. And I think that's kind of the extent of the interaction we'll get with him. Uh, but I, I can tell you this: if he wins football games, he's all right with me. Yeah, for sure. So you don't think that we're going to get the Jerry Jones weekly radio hit from Adam Peters? Uh, I know that's crushing to you. Uh, yeah. I know you were really lobbying for that there on the yeah. team. Uh, you know, there, there's still hope. There's always hope. Uh, you know, may, maybe the next head coach will be a talker who really, uh, you know, really loves your program. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hold out hope. Yeah, we will, um, and that they'll ignore all kinds of back-end media <laughs> uh, contracts and relationships that absolutely do not need to get into right now uh, live on it the radio. Hap- it happened once in this town. Yeah, well, there's that. Uh, I think let's put it this way: I think we got a better chance with a player than the coach. We'll put it, we'll put yeah. it that way. Um, and uh, if if a player would like to do a weekly hit with me, then they they can get in touch. 
Uh, Michael Phillips with us here on the Hoffman Show. So we know that it'll take a couple weeks here to get the head coach in place, and so much of it is going to have to depend on their vision and whatever. But what do you make of his non-commitment to really anyone on the roster? Like that quote where he's like, you know, I think we have – long pause, by the way, after the question for David Aldridge about the roster – uh, and then going like, yeah, I think we have some cornerstone pieces, but we'll evaluate everything. Like, what is there to take or not out of that answer? I think we have some cornerstone pieces uh, unsaid, and I plan on trading them for draft picks as soon as I get my hands <laughs> on the steering wheel. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think there's a full non-commitment to anything that, that was going on here. And I, I thought it was funny. Um, he never used the word culture. Um, he used 19 synonyms for culture from the thesaurus. Uh, but did not use the word culture. I have to believe that was intentional after, of course, Ron Rivera's big show about culture that, uh, you know, now he comes in and says, yeah, these are guys who just need a leader, right? Um, well, that, you know, that, that's a pretty big indictment of the previous regime and not an unfair one. It is a fair one. Um, but he, he at least couched the language. He, he was studied. Uh, he didn't just show up at a press conference today and start yapping. That's how I do my radio show. That's probably why I do a radio show. And, and he's general manager of a professional football team. He, he, he had a studied a measured approach to everything he said. He was not caught off guard by anything. Uh, you say he, he greeted several members of the media as he went down. Uh, Nikki Javala, uh, she said, like, I, I haven't interacted with him, you know, in, in eight years since we were in Denver together. Um, so you could tell he had done his homework, knew who would be there, knew what he wanted to say, communicated it. Uh, that, those little bits of professionalism uh, are maybe not the most fun for sports talk radio, but are a ton of fun for people who want to decide what football team to play on or what football team to coach. Uh, So I I think everything he did today only increases how people will view him internally, uh, even if maybe externally he's not going to be a superstar. Were you on his prep sheet? Did you get a personal interaction? I did not, but we've also never interacted before. Uh, I've only ever covered, I've only ever covered this team and uh, he has no overlaps here. So I have to wait for the Raheem Morris or uh, Bobby Slowick presser to, to get my shout out yeah no that's that's a good point um well, you said several i think we, we all heard the one with nikki i just wasn't sure if there's was more off air and if he had you know done gone full like oh, i gotta memorize the names you know oh, doing flashcards. Uh, no ben got one um and you know ben does yeah, does uh does a lot of work with the agents and all that at, at the athletic ben standing yeah. um i we know who like ben is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like one other person got one. Uh, I'll, I'll have to come back to that. Yeah, no. Um, he does, I always, I always kind of chuckle when David asks a question because I just want to be like, David, you're in the Hall of Fame. I know it's a different sport, but everyone knows who you are. You're David Aldridge. I'm, da- I'm David Aldridge, uh, and I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah go for it, buddy. You're yeah. famous. Right, um, exactly. Can, we all used to watch can, you on TNT. Um, can, anyway. I, can I derail us with my 60-second David Aldridge story? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're at Hattie B's uh, in uh, in Nashville uh, having having hot chicken before the yes. Titans game there, and uh, the the waiter comes over. He goes, "Man, you're David Aldrich. What are you doing here?" And he said, "Well, I'm I'm here for the game. The you know the Redskins are here tomorrow." He goes, "No, the, the NBA team's down in Memphis. You're in the wrong city." And he goes, "No, <laughs> you know I, I I do I do this now." And he goes, "No, you're NBA on TNT. You got to go to Memphis, man." <laughs> That's incredible. That's so good. Oh, that's funny. This man really thought David Aldridge didn't know where David Aldridge was supposed to be. Bruce, he doesn't know David Aldridge very well. David Aldridge is always exactly where he needs to be. 
Um, yep. Man, I had another question, and then you sidebar me with the David Aldridge story, and now my ADD has kicked in, and now I'm trying to stall to see if I can remember it because we're live with Michael Phillips, like really yeah. actually live here on uh, the Team 980. Of course, Michael's show every day on 910, the fan uh, down in Richmond, which you can listen to live on the free Odyssey app. Michael, what were we talking about before the David Aldridge story? I'll, I'll say this as well on, on Adam Peters. I don't think people appreciate how tough of a job the next three months are for him. Um, you talk about, look, in San Francisco, they probably didn't spend a lot of time talking about what they would do if they had the number two overall pick. That probably wasn't on, on their vision board for the year, right? That probably wasn't what their scouts were primarily interested in. Um, he's got a different set of scouts here. Uh, he's got to rebuild his staff. He's got to figure out what he wants to do at number two. Uh, these are all good problems to have, of course, um, but, but he's got to put in a lot of work really quickly to get some trusted voices in his ear, try to do a lot of scouting himself, do the senior bowl circuit, and make a really important franchise-altering decision that's not at all a layup of a decision, right? Some years it's your number two, you'll be receiving this quarterback because he's the consensus second best. This is not one of those draft years, so he – he, he's got some hard work ahead of him here. Uh, not that he doesn't fully embrace that, of course, but I, it, it's, it's going to be a grind here for them the, these next three months. I love how I just stalled and you're like, I have a take. Don't worry about it. Um, I didn't remember what I was going to say. But I, to your point, um, I think like he has an idea of, of what he thinks of these quarterbacks. Like He's done some scouting, but like he said, like he's got to figure out what the, the coach wants. And so he might have a board right now based off of certain characteristics and, you know, like, hey, if I was plugging it into Kyle's scheme, I'd want quarterback X based off of what I've seen on film. But they haven't done any of like this or very little, I would say, of the scouting part of scouting yet, which is actually talking to people and getting to know the character of, of how they work and how they learn and whether that fits with your coach and all that kind of stuff. They've just done the tape evaluation, which is a totally like that. That's, you know, let's say 60 percent apart, 70 percent of the part of the evaluation but that other 40 30 40 percent is really important but like i i think the the restraint to to basically pretend like he doesn't know anything today is actually impressive because it does (laughs) empower that head coach not to mention like if if you're a head coach if you're ben johnson and you're the number one guy on the market and you have one general manager that's like i've got a quarterback that i love and i can't wait to take him we're gonna get this coach in here and coach him up versus another one who's like i gotta talk to my coach and we'll go from there which one would you want to work with you know, I, everything he said today plays really well among head coaching candidates. And, you know, they, 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 he gave, what, a seven-minute opening statement. Honestly, I thought just as a person, that was probably the coolest part, that, that here he is at kind of the biggest moment of his professional life, and he wants to take a minute to thank just a whole lot of people along the way. And I can tell you this, from my perspective, that's awesome. I, I do want to hear about the people who made a difference to you and, and everybody you want to thank along the way. Um, that 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 was important to him I thought was really cool Uh, and then it was time to get down to business and he had no interest in getting down to business with us and I respect that yeah totally Uh, Michael Phillips with us of course you can read his work in the Washington Times and uh, listen to his radio show daily 10 a.m. to noon on 910 the fan in Richmond via the free Odyssey app so the question that I was going to ask before the David Aldridge story we were talking about kind of what he said about the people in the building currently and how they just need new leadership 
Uh, what did you make of that answer? Because, you know, like scouts know each other. He's been on the road. Like he's done this. He probably does know some of the commander's scouts, even if it's very, you know, surface level. But the fact that he seemed to have a feel for the building and an idea of what it needed, I thought was kind of interesting. Like, what did you make of that answer? Yeah, you're also kind of saddled with these people for the next three months. You yeah, don't really that. want your first message to them to be, I can't wait to replace all these people once we get past, you know, April 28th and, you know, in, in Detroit and get over, get this thing over with. Um, so I don't know that I'm putting a lot of stock in the deep meaning of that statement category uh, so much as he would like these people to return his phone calls uh, until such time as he deems them unnecessary for employment here. Yeah, no, I also thought about that. That That's also the nice thing to say. Um, I was kind of surprised that nobody, as you got down the line past you and, and some of the guys who got to ask questions first, guys and gals that got to ask questions first, that nobody asked about Mayhew specifically. But do you, like, did anything he said today make you change your mind on what you thought was going to happen to Martin Mayhew and or Marty Herney? You know, Mayhew's probably the more intriguing of the two just because of that San Francisco connection, right? right. And, uh, you know, they've, they've worked together and they know each other. And uh, I think it's up to him how much of a reduced role he's willing to accept, him being Mayhew, of course. Um, you know, I, I don't get the sense the door is closed to him doing something. Maybe anything close to what he did this year, even, even acknowledging that Ron had final say. He did a lot of things. Mayhew did a lot of things for this year's team. Uh, I don't think that's in the cards, obviously, but I think if he wants to be here on a reduced role, I don't get the sense that the door is closed to that by any stretch. So, And, you know, some of that is not going to be up to Adam Peters. Some of that is going to be up to the market, you know, this vague concept that we always talk about. What will the market say? Is is Mayhew a guy who's going to get a general manager job in this market? Uh, you know, I can't answer those big-picture questions other than to say I don't know a lot of people that leave here and get better jobs than when they arrived here. Yeah, well, that's something that I think is going to change in the next decade. Uh, hopefully, if Adam Peters is as good as we think he is, he's going to hire people that ultimately go other places, uh, kind of like San Francisco's been, like like Philly has been, uh, like Cleveland's about to be. Um, there's going to be some GMs that get hired out of that front office as well. Um, so that'll be that'll definitely be an interesting thing to watch. But I agree with you. Like, I don't think that him saying that means like, oh, actually, Mark Mayhew's staying now. Uh, that that was what we went on said there. Like, I. I tend to lean more into the these are people that are going to work. Like there's a lot of people, Mayhew and Herney not included, that are going to work here because you can't really replace them now because that's how scout the scouting world works. Uh, and it goes draft to draft, not season to season. And uh, you don't want to fire them at a press conference. The NFL calendar is so weird, right? you got the coach carousel now, but the season's not over yet. The season will end, but you won't have the scouting carousel. That's in April and May. It, it, you know, it's the the – weirdest business that uh, somehow seems to continue working and gaining in popularity by the minute. Should we bookmark a June segment? I don't know. Maybe we can tape it before your show and we'll air it on both. That way the Richmond folks and the DC folks both get it. Uh, but the joint, a joint segment, Michael, remaking the NFL calendar for like I middle of July. Is, that is the perfect June segment. I was workshopping a change to the wild card calendar. Um, I loved having, having two games on Martin Luther King Day. I thought that was a nice addition. But I, I, I did think I would move the Saturday 425 game to Sunday at 1. I think you need the Sunday triple header. I'm not, I'm not ready for two games on Saturday yet. Uh, I want the triple header Sunday instead. So we, we can make this a comprehensive event.
Mm, okay, so yeah, we can we can go through the entire NFL calendar and uh, for much less than the owners are paying Roger Goodell, uh, fix it. <laughs> Our rates are very reasonable, Greg. Yes, uh, I'm gonna stop that there before I get us both in trouble. Uh, Michael Phillips, he does a radio show that they pay him some amount of money for uh, down in Richmond. <laughs> it's called MP on the Mic. It's nine, or sorry, it is 10 a.m. to noon on 910. The fan, you can listen to that live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, you can also read his work because he's a, a real print journalist who writes stuff in the Washington Times. Michael, thank you, sir. And we'll talk to you next Monday, Tuesday, sometime, whenever it is. It is always a pleasure. I will talk to you whenever it is. Yeah, next week, as they say in the business. All right, thank you, sir. That is Michael Phillips here on the Hoffman Show uh, on the guest line. We'll take your calls on the Ace Law listener line a little bit later. Uh, just after 6 o'clock, we will do our pick six, and then we'll take your calls on the back end of that. So if you missed Adam Peters' presser, the six most interesting sound bites from it are coming at 6 o'clock. But next, we will go around the NFL, take a look at all of the games, all the big stories, so much to talk about from Super Wild Card Weekend next on the Team 980.